Hey guys, what's up? I hope you're doing well. As I promised, I'll talk about my bearded dragon, King. So I wanted a bearded dragon when I went to a pet shop called Pruce's Pets in Michigan. While I was there, I was in the market for a new pet because we had just moved to the, new, to the USA. And I was eyeing a reptile because I heard they were very good and cool pets. And then I saw the pet I thought I would really like, a giant green day gecko. And I was completely spellbound. It looked, it looked so green and so cute, like something right out of a book. And I instantly wanted it. So I met up with the shop owner and told him about the gecko and he wasn't too happy. He asked me if I wanted to hold my pet, just like if I get a pet, will I be holding it a lot? And I said, yeah. Well, apparently, if you know anything about giant green day geckos, um, they don't like to be held at all. And uh, the reason why is because they're very fragile and they're very hard to take care of. And if you try to hold them, then not only can their tails snap off, but if you try to grab them anyway, they can shed their skin instantly and they can climb on walls ceilings of any texture and type very quickly so i was pretty heartbroken because they look so cute and stuff and they still do look really cute i mean they have such an electric blue and like the dark red and it's so adorable so the shop owner said that I should be in the market for a bearded dragon because they're very easy to take care of and you can hold them a lot. And they're the most popular reptile in the trade, I guess like you could call it that. So, of course, I started to look into it and found that I really liked them. So I went to PetSmart with all my stuff and plans. I was going to get a cage. I was going to get a bunch of crickets there. And I went to look bearded dragon to see which one I wanted. And they were like, they were like two inches long. And I was like, oh, wow, they're really small. And they did not look very healthy either. <clears throat> they didn't look very healthy either. So I decided to look into a breeder, bearded dragon breeder. So, after many months of looking and bargaining, and, like, I actually found this breeder. And he had these really nice, smooth back bearded dragons. So, I contacted him. But he said that they were all sold out, which was not mentioned on the website at all, which was kind of, kind of made me sad. But around Christmas, I found a bearded dragon that I really liked wasn't a smoothback or a silky or whatever, you know, like those bearded dragons that are super expensive. But he was um, a couple months old. He had, he, he was covered in an orangish red, except for his belly, of course. And on his back, there are six blue spots. And not like bruises or anything, but like bright blue spots. And he looked really cool and he did cost a lot but it was worth it like you know it wasn't just him it was a huge tank 
heating pad, light, crickets, all the time. It's a big investment. Um, so, yeah. His cage looks mainly like it has a nice little rock that retains heat, and it's pretty good right under his light, and it's propped up. And that's next to his two hammocks, which he loves to sit on all the time. And there is the cool side, which is the right side of his cage, which is has his food bowl and his water bowl. So I've never seen him drink from his water bowl, but I'm sure it's good for the humidity. Um, so he spends most of his days basking on the rock, eating crickets, eating vegetables, or sleeping. You know, he's... He wakes up pretty early in the morning, though. I got up at, like, 7 one day or something, or, like, 6, and I saw he was awake, and I was like, yeah, great. But, you know, whatever. So, at first when I got him, I wanted him to have, like, the best food, best everything. So when I got the crickets, I would dust them. But I found eventually that I start. I didn't dust all of them. I only dusted a few and I noticed that he would only eat the ones that weren't dusted so I just decided not to dust them at all and he hasn't had any health problems with his bones he's really strong really fast when he wants to be um yeah no health problems whatsoever so yeah and I read somewhere that using sand is a horrible idea because they can lick it up and it can get stuck in their stomach and that can kill them. So it doesn't look very good, but I use newspaper as his flooring. And the reason why I do this is because when he poops on the newspaper, when he poops on the newspaper, I can just take everything out, not including the hammocks obviously, but I'll just crumple the newspaper up, put it in a paper bag, clean the part of the glass, that the poop was on top of and put everything back. And it's really easy. Um, he does, I think, like to poop in his, yeah, actually, you know what? He likes to poop in his food bowl more, which is <laughs> very not nice because if I make him a fresh salad and I put it in there and he just goes to the bathroom, so that's not very nice. But enough about poop. He is kind of active. I think he's more active than usual. I mean, I can hold him, and I do hold him, but if he doesn't want to be held, he can scratch, and that is something to keep in mind. So, yeah, he'll also eat anything, so if I put him out in my room, and he sees, like, dust, like, even if he's full, he'll eat it, so that's really stupid and weird. So, yeah, he's a good pet, I think. You know, not too bad. I mean, we just got these two cats, these two kittens, and they love to go inside his cage and play with him. He doesn't like them too much, but they like him a lot. So, I mean, he's very chill. Very, like, I can pet him on his head, and he'll close his eyes. You know, he's, he's pretty good. And if someone came up to me and they said, I don't have any pets. I, I don't have any other pets. Um, 
I don't have, yeah, I don't, sorry. I don't have any other pets. I have a lot of income. I'm willing to invest a lot of money into this dude. Should I get a bearded dragon? And I say, yeah, of course you should get a bearded dragon. Because if you put in the work, they're worth it. They're very, very worth it. And I put in the work for quite a few years now. And he's, he's pretty good. He's not too bad, I should say. So, yeah. You know, I mean, he's fully grown now because it's been a couple of years. So he's getting to be pretty old, but he's got his whole life ahead of him, which is very nice. And um, when we go on vacation, it's pretty hard to find someone willing to take care. It's actually more hard to find someone willing to take care of my mantises because they're like... They're almost alien creatures to anyone. <laughs> but some people I say, oh, do you have any pets? I'm like, yeah, I have a few mantises. And they're like, what's a mantis? And I'm like, bruh, you gotta be kidding me. But, um, yeah, I mean, we have people where you regularly go to. And, um, yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty good, so that's nice. Uh, he's a bit of a dunce, we'll say. He's pretty stupid, because, I mean, I don't know if this is the correct way to feed, but I am 99% sure it is. Because he hasn't had any cricket problems, no injuries, and he doesn't seem to mind them too much. But they annoy me. They definitely, the crickets definitely annoy me when they're in his cage more than they annoy him, because when they run on the newspaper, it makes like a sound at night, and of course they come out at night, so that's not very nice. So I'll... 99% of the time, there won't be any crickets in his cage. So that's a good thing. But what I do is I take the carton out of the, the egg carton that obviously the crickets want to go on. I take it out of the cricket cage, and I put it in front of him. And the crickets don't know what to do, so they just kind of sit on the carton. And he'll just yum, 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 eat them off there. And it's a pretty efficient way, if you don't mind a couple of crickets maybe crawling on your finger and stuff. I mean, it feels really weird, but whatever. So he'll just eat them like that. Um, there are times where there can be a lot of crickets on an egg carton, but I try not to overdo it because one time I was holding one that was full of crickets on there and he figured he could just strike anywhere and get a cricket, but he accidentally bit into the egg carton and started shaking it and all the crickets jumped off and I spent like the next 20 minutes picking it all back up. So, yeah, I mean, he's a lizard, and his brain is the size of a blueberry seed. So, I wouldn't really expect much of him, but, you know, he's a, he's a good pet, even if he is a little dumb, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, um... I mean, okay, so I think now that King has had his time to shine, I have some pretty exciting news about the mantises myself. Um, I think they're all fully grown. I mean, I've had them for the whole summer now, and they look very adult-like. And if you've looked, if you've read, if you sorry, if you've listened to my last podcast, 
Y'all know I had a banded flower mantis before, but she died, so I replaced her with an Indian flower. And it did not take very long for the Indian flower to grow up. And she is way smaller than I thought she would be. But I saw some pictures of them having like, I mean, she has a really long wing case and she looks fully grown, but she doesn't seem very big. So I looked up what the size was. It says an inch to an inch and a half, and she's around an inch and a half. So I was like, wow, that's pretty good. But they seem so much bigger in the pictures on Google. <laughs> so, I, so I was feeding her today and because we didn't have any flies, I went out in front and I got some butterflies that I wouldn't, I would never feed my mantises something that would harm them. And so I put a nice little small butterfly in front of her, but it was still pretty big. And so when it was in front of her face, she got kind of scared or something because she opened her wing case and I saw purple and pink wings and I was just shocked. But I mean, she grabbed the butterfly and promptly ate its head off. So yeah, I think she's fully grown. My ghost mantis, which used to be the runt of the litter, no question. I mean, she was small. I mean, not a very interesting color. I was kind of like, eh. so yeah, I mean, she was, wasn't very interesting. And then one day she molted and now she's gigantic and has a huge wing case. So she looks awesome. And She's fully grown, definitely. Like, no doubt in my mind that she's not fully grown. So, um, yeah, my spiny flower is, she's also doing really good. She has a voracious appetite. I fed her three full-size crickets in one day. That was like, I, I don't know if I'm overfeeding her, but she she's not dead <laughs> it was a couple of weeks ago so she should be fine but um i feel like if mantises i don't know i feel like mantises are bugs and they'll eat as much as they can but i'm sure they know where to draw the line so i mean she eventually stopped eating and uh she molted a couple weeks back and she looks really good i mean if you look up adult spiny flower mantis that is her i mean she's got the eye wing case she's 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 got the eye wing case she has she's big um and there was one time where i put my hand in front of her and like snapped or something and she did her threat pose which was very exciting i was like Woo, she can do it hooray so yeah that was pretty nice and she's definitely fully grown, and I love her so much, and she's she just looks so cool. And I remember when I first got her, and if you ever get an L1 or an L2 or an L3 spiny flower mantis, you will be instantly underwhelmed. Instantly underwhelmed, because what they do is they mimic ants when they're really small. They mimic ants. So she was the size of my pinky nail, if not smaller. She was peeny. So, um, and she just didn't, she was all black. And when I saw the pictures of spiny flower mantises, they're so bright and like, you know, they're a flower, spiny flower, flower, flowers are bright. So I was like, wow, she must, she's gonna be really colorful. But no, she was all 
not very interesting. <laughs> but eventually, she grew, and it's a thing. You have to have patience with these guys. Patience, you can never give up. And I raised her from L1 to her prime form, I like to call it. And now she's gigantic, and she looks awesome. And I think she just might be the jewel of my collection. I have a pretty big collection. So my devil's flower mantises are doing pretty good. Um, Zariel, the oldest one, molted, and like months ago, like a month ago or something. And something tells me she's not going to molt again. Because if you didn't know, don't be fooled. There's two types of devil's flower mantises. There's the devil's flower mantis, and there's the giant devil's flower mantis. And they look very similar. So, correct me if I'm wrong. Definitely correct me if I'm wrong, but, and I probably am wrong. But normal devil's flower mantises look like the adolescent of the fully grown giant devil's flower mantis. So, Zariel, I went to the website that I got her from because she wasn't molting. I was like, oh, is there a problem? So I looked and uh, lo and behold, it said devil's flower mantis. I was like, hmm, interesting. And Tiamat, my other devil's flower, has always lagged behind Zariel because I got her from a different website. So I went, I got her from a different breeder. So when I went to that website, it's a giant devil's flower, and she just molted, and now she's the size of Zariel. So, that's going to be pretty exciting. Um, Zariel is way more ferocious. She will just eat and eat and eat and will not stop. And if there's, like, <laughs> there was one time where there was a mosquito killer stuck in my room, and it was really annoying me, so I grabbed it and put it in front of her, and she ate it. It was a weird-looking cricket in my basement, so I grabbed it and put it in front of her face, and she ate it. I mean, she is just so voracious, and her arms have so much muscle in them that she could instantly snap any of my other mantises in half. Instantly. No questions, just... And dead mantis, you know, but I, I would never do that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she is really powerful. She doesn't move a lot. She just kind of hangs from the ceiling, upside down, from the little netting I put up there. And she seems to really love it up there. You know, I'll feed her, I'll feed her flies. She'll eat anything, like I said. Be it crickets, be it butterflies, be it flies. flies yeah, yeah, you get the idea. So, I mean, she'll eat anything. She looks awesome as well. Um, she has a really awesome shield on her back. Um, I I hardly ever see her do her threat pose, though. Um, yeah, but I mean, we'll get into that a bit later. No, wait, actually. Yeah, I hardly ever see her threat pose. I mean, there was one time where I was putting down the shades of my window, and she's next to my window. And she instantly, like, did it. But it was, like, split second. And I was hot, and I was like, whoa. That was pretty cool. 
So yeah, um, Tiamat, she's doing good. She is a hundred billion trillion zillion times more timid than Zario, and yet she never does the threat pose. I mean, I put a. She doesn't. I feel like she doesn't want to be spoon fed, which my um, other mantises, one of my other mantises, can relate to. My ghost mantis, yeah, she doesn't like to be hand fed. Where I'm like, here, eat this fly, and she's like, eh, I can see your finger, you know. But Tiamat is the same way. I tried feeding her a butterfly today, and she went completely insane. But she ate two, so that's pretty good. Um, I also never see her do her threat pose. I don't think once. I mean, maybe once, but hardly ever. And um. You know, she usually just hangs from the ceiling upside down, exactly like Zario. <laughs> and it's really funny, because they're both doing the exact same thing in the exact same cage. And the only difference is, is that there's a divider. So the only thing keeping them from, like, destroying each other is an inch of opaque insulator. Which I use as a divider to keep them apart. And they're not the wiser. I mean, there was one time where I put, like, you know, they're obviously looking at each other, each other through the glass. And when T-Mat was much smaller, T-Mat did not take any note of Zariel, but Zariel definitely took note of T-Mat. She was, like, backing up. She didn't do her threat pose, though. I think she knew she could win the fight. So she got into a striking position. And I was like, Haha, can't do that because the glass is there. But I learned last week when I went to see my grandma that the person that I put in charge of my mantises was, you know, like feeding them crickets. I can order flies. I mean, I did order flies. I actually ordered a thousand houseflies because there's a huge shortage, huge shortage on them right now. So I ordered a thousand houseflies and they arrived two weeks later dead. Nothing. Nada. Zip. New. I was like, seriously? I mean, there was, it didn't look like there was a thousand dead flies in there, but apparently there was a thousand dead flies in there. So I was very mad. And so I eventually just decided to give them some crickets. You know, it's probably not very nutritious or something, but you know, mantises will eat what they eat and they've survived this, this long so I'm sure they can take whatever I have for them and um you know they're all good but I realized sorry I'm getting off topic but I realized that um the person that I put in charge of them just would open the door that they share and they would both kind of crawl out and they would be looking at each other and there was no glass divider to protect them and uh, they didn't attack each other, which was astounding. And I was like, wow, you guys are really good about that stuff. But Zariel's much more aggressive, so I was very surprised. But, I mean, the person I put in charge was like, you know, I had a look to see that they would do anything. And I didn't really see anything going on. So, no threat poses. And they didn't square up either. So maybe they know that they've been living next to each other for the whole summer, which would be pretty cool because they probably do because they can like 
because they can like sense each other probably or something so you know that was i almost had a heart attack but yeah i mean they didn't kill each other so whatever they didn't kill each other so it doesn't matter um but yeah it's kind of it for the update and unless one of them dies i don't know what i'm gonna update with them next but just so it's on the record as i was keeping these dudes i promised i would keep a journal of their behavior how much they grow what they eat what they don't like eating their routine and stuff and i have five of them so the next five maybe six episodes i'm going to be diving deep you could say into their history their each individual history so maybe like and there's one mantis per episode so Next episode will be Zariel, how much she's grown, what she likes to do, some funny stories. And then Tiamat, and then Mercedes, sorry, I should probably name the names. My, one of my devil's flower will be first, the other will be second, my spiny flower will be third, my ghost will be second, my fourth, my Indian will probably be fifth. And I don't know if I'm going to do one on my bandit. Maybe just a short one. Maybe just a really short one. But, I mean, I don't really feel comfortable, you know, it just being there on paper in case I lose it. Or something happens to it and I need it to be out there on my podcast. So, yeah. That's pretty much it. And, um, if you've made it this far, I congratulate you because (laughs) I can get a bit rambly sometimes, but I like rambling and stuff. So, uh, in the future, we hope to have a very special guest. I'll give you a hint. He likes ants. So, thanks for listening, and you should definitely stay tuned in for that. And hopefully, episode three will come out next week which will be very fun so see you then